right. So listen, we want to do this teaching today because we have been talking about just what we believe God is doing in the earth. If you remember back in July, the Lord gave me a word and the Lord was like, hey, you can't bankrupt me. Yeah. And he said, you can't bankrupt me. You, you, you can't shock me. You can't outspend me. I'm not limited by what the government does. Mm -hmm. Right. And so one of the things we've really been looking at is really wanting to know how we can help our partners. And if you are a partner you ought to become a partner listen you ought to go to www.focchurch.com and you ought to scroll down and fill out that partnership link and say i am a partner of this great ministry i see that I, somebody said roll tide i'm believing god for your life no i'm just joking G. listen <laughs> that's you right can, roll tide i know you you just uh, you just can't. all right minnesota said hold on okay, we got minnesota right, up right, in this all place right, all right pine bluff said don't leave us out listen we can be excited about going to church even when we're sitting in our kitchen, Absolutely. even when we're sitting in our living room, even when we're sitting in our bed, we can still be excited because the word works everywhere. Listen, before we get started, I want you to say to our partners and see that. And here's how I know it works. I asked you to share. I asked you to like and you did. And another 20 people came on the broadcast. I'm telling you, it the, the, the analytics work. If we partner together and we do this, we can reach thousands and thousands every single week. We just have to be mindful of it. But I want I want you to share the word real quick. I know we're going to get into talking about God's supernatural system of supply. Uh, I actually had pulled up a part of your prophecy from from July that I wanted to share at some point. But before we do that, share with the people what we talked about when we were laying in the bed this morning about what the enemy is doing to try to zap people's attention away from the word about the movies. Oh, yes. So this morning, I was you reading, know, I love movies. So I was reading an article. And they were talking about this new movie that just came out. What's it called? I don't know, something about Flowers of the Moon or something, but it's Flowers, this movie and, I want to see. And they were saying <laughs> that movies have extended 30 minutes since the 90s. Mm -hmm. So that movie, I think I told you what, it's three, three, and, a half, three and a half yeah. hours, right? And I said to Edwin, I said, you're going to see when we teach about this today and we talk about the God of this world. Because we're going to take our time. Yes. You're going to see that it is a very strategic move for movies and shows and things to get longer so that you have more capacity for entertainment and less capacity for impartation mm -hmm. and the word. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, if you know us, we like a good movie. He love a good movie. Love a good movie. I like a good movie. I love a good TikTok run. Mm -hmm. But nothing can be more important than getting the word because nothing is going to change your life like the word. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Right. Because what the enemy is doing is trying to lull you into being so, so, so in such a need right. for entertainment mm -hmm. that you see the word is boring. Yep. I love Marvel movies. I love sci-fi. I love it all. I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars. Yep. I love sci-fi. But that is not going to change my life. It's not. The word of God must be the most important thing. I'm not telling you guys not to watch TV. I'm not telling you not to go to a three and a half hour movie. Right. I'm telling you to say, 
if I can watch an hour of TikTok, if I can binge watch seven hours of a show, if I can go to a three hour movie, I can get the word. I not only can get it, but I will get the mm -hmm. word because the word is going to change my life. I love what Courtney says. She says champions have a level five capacity for God and his word. Absolutely. Now, if you don't know about that teaching, you got to go back and get it. Yes. But we were raising our commitment, com raising our capacity. Say this. I have a level five capacity for the word. I now, have listen. a level five capacity for the word of God. Now, this may mean you got to put it on your TV. And if you do take a picture of that let us see that <laughs> this may mean you got to get up out the bed this may mean you have to move from the bar to the kitchen table to the love seat but you got to make a decision room. to the laundry room. <laughs> I love what Kimberly Dennis said. The word doesn't bore me. That's right. Can everybody make that declaration? The word doesn't bore mm -hmm. me because the word has the answers that I need to overcome. Amen. Now we're going to get into this teaching. Today's teaching, we're going to be, this is one of them times that we probably about to do something back early in the 2000s where we got a series. We don't know when it's going to end. We need to see breakthrough in your lives because it is the will of God for you to break through in the area of your finances. How many of you need a breakthrough in your finances? Maybe you're struggling and you need to get to just enough. Maybe you're at just enough. You get need to get to more than enough. Maybe you're at more than enough. You need to go to the next level because you know that there are things that God has called you to do in the kingdom that you cannot do at your current level. If that, that's me. That's why I started studying this. I was like, God, I'm thankful for everything we've been able to do, but there is more. There are more people to reach. There is more. There are more lives to touch. There is more increase. And God wants to be good to me. So we began to study this. And so we need you to buckle down. We need you to get your notebooks out. We need you to purpose in your heart that the same attention, even better attention, even more dialed in than you are when you're on social media, that you are going to do it today because you are about to level up. Now, listen, I want to share something with you from the July 1st prophecy. I want to share just a small portion of it. And I want you to see how this is going to tie in to what God is wanting us to share with you uh, in, until he does it, uh, <laughs> where this series is concerned. Now, look at this. In the, a portion of this prophecy from July, and if you don't have it, you can go to our website and you can get it. But here's a portion of it. It says, let, is it not showing up on the screen? There it is. It says, let me teach you to receive. Because there will be many who will receive cancellation of student loans and other debts. And since we since July, we have seen people doing this. We have seen people post and tell us and write to us and say, hey, I got my loans, you know, uh, uh, canceled. So we know we know this is happening. The next part of this says I am prepared. This is the Lord speaking to us. I am prepared to give houses, to give land, to give silver. To give gold, to give businesses and more to those who will look to me and not at what, what is logical. logical. He says, now many of your good plans, they are logical. He says, and I will bless them. I will empower them to prosper. He says, but that lets me know something's great is about to happen. He says, I am the God of more than enough. And I, he says, and I would love uh, 
I would love to do more for you. Just walk with me by what? Faith. I have more. I have more. Yes. So to me, that's a portion of the prophecy that I keep going back to. And I keep reading that because I know that I can come up with with plans and I know they can be kind of logical. And I thank God that he'll bless them. But I I want more. He says, I'll do more than I want more. And so part of that more is learning what we're about to learn today. Amen. I'm super excited about this. And I really need you to really, really focus in on what I'm about to tell you. I need you to focus in. So we're talking today about God's supernatural system of supply. God's supernatural system of supply. And I'm going to tell you right now that for the next year at least, there is going to be a stretch in sowing, a stretch in the word, and a stretch in harvesting. We're gonna be get, we're gonna have to stretch because the Lord was talking to me about houses He wants to pay off. Who has a mortgage? God wants to pay off your house. Amen. Hey, you gotta See, learn. You gotta how learn how to you. catch that. But even if it sounds big, you're like, ah, I, I owe four hundred thousand dollars. God wants to pay off your mortgage. If you have a mortgage, you ought to put that in the comment. God wants to pay off my mortgage. And I need us to understand that it has been logical for us to live in a realm. Mm-hmm where we used our credit to get a mortgage. Mm -hmm. But God is looking for a remnant of people who will truly partner with him in seed time and harvest so that you can go to the next level because I want everybody to stop and imagine right now, what could you do for the kingdom and for your family if you did not have a mortgage, rent, car notes, or any bills other than just what it takes yeah. to, to your, your, just your light bill, just your utility, yep, your monthly just regular your insurance. usage. Bills. How could you live? This is why we've got to stretch. Now, I'm going to say some things today that may cut you a little bit, but we're going to sew you back up, so don't run off. The reality of it is, is that most people, when they hear a word like that, they say, I believe I receive. And that's as far as they go. Mm. But in the kingdom, there is no biblical instruction to pray for increase. Right. Hear what I'm saying. There is no biblical instruction to pray for more money. There is no biblical instruction that we can just decree for money. Everything for financial increase requires a seed. Put that in the comments. Everything for financial increase requires a seed. Now, some of you go really have to hold on because we're going to kick over your sacred cows, your religious cows, and your poverty cows, which is why we go teach this until we don't. Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you, they're going to be people who are partners of this ministry, and your house is going to be supernaturally paid off. And, and they're going to be people, your cars are going to be supernaturally paid Praise off. Praise God. And do you know why? Because there are people out here that God wants you to buy a house for somebody Amen. else. Amen. There are people out here that God wants you to buy a car for somebody else. There are people that you're just giving to the scholarship fund now, but God wants you to pay somebody's full tuition. So you're going to have to break the back of debt off of your life. And the only way to break the back of debt is seed. Listen, we used to say this all the time. You talk about things we used to say in cycles. So I want those of you 
who received that word, who heard Pastor Sean say what she just said, and you received that word, you received the word that you're going to be in a position, a financial position, to be able to fund someone's entire college education. You're going to be in a financial situation to buy someone a car. You're going to be in a financial situation to bless someone with the house. If that's you, I need you to type in the comment section, God make me the man or God make me the woman. We used to say that all the time. God make me the man. Why? Because if I'm in the if if God blesses me to be a blessing to someone like that, it's like I'm the water hose, right? The water's flowing through me. Well, if the water's flowing through the water hose, the water hose got to get wet. So if I'm going to be in a position to do that, then I know what God's going to do for me. God make me the man. I love this. Make us the family. 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 God wants to break debt off of your mm -hmm. life, but you cannot just say, I believe I receive. Yep. You can say, I believe I receive, but it will demand a seed. Make me the man. Make me the woman. Make us the family. Make us the family. Seed time and harvest is God's supernatural system of supply. The kingdom of God is run by seed. It is. Even salvation demands a seed. It required one for sure. What John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that, that he, he what? gave, he, he sold his only begotten son so that whosoever might believe in him should not perish but would have access to everlasting life. So God is a seed sowing God. Yes. He has created us in his image and we must be a seed sowing people. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go back to Genesis. Let's walk this thing out. In Genesis 1, 26 through 29, we're using the New Living Translation today. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Mm -hmm. Say, I'm like God. I'm like God. I'm like God. And listen, it's not heresy. And if you feel like you can't say it, it's because your mind needs to be re renewed and you need to have a new understanding about what that means. If you are, if you say you are born again, then our children who are born of us, they are like us. They are of us. Right. And so therefore we are like God. And this is so important because if you think about this, there is revelation the enemy has stolen mm -hmm. from the body. And here's a good example. The reason people have trouble saying I'm like God is because they don't get the revelation of that I'm the righteousness of God, God in Christ, Christ Jesus. Right. It took me a long time to get that because I grew up in a place that said, you just a filthy sinner. You just a, you just a wretch. Mm. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus, I am not just a raggedy sin That's sinner. Right. Because That's of right. Jesus, I am not a wretch undone. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. He says, let us make man, human beings in our image. To be. To be like, like us. us. Mm -hmm. So when we're born again, the moment we are born again, we begin a journey to know what it is like to live like God. Because we become like God instantaneously. And then we live out the journey to see what that is like. But a more, more revelation and understanding of that. I love it. Yes. To be like us. He says, they will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry on the ground. 
So God created human beings in his own image. I want to speak to you right now. <laughs> God created us in his image. Whatever you believe about yourself that is not from God is a lie. Yes. I don't care how long it's been in your family. I don't care how strong it is. It in doesn't your matter soul. who validates it. I don't it. care who validates it. Who, whatever you believe about yourself, if you believe that you're an addict, if you believe that you're in poverty, if you believe that you have gender confusion, whatever you believe about yourself that did not come from the word is a lie. And you've got to use the word of God yep. to tear down the strongholds to tear down the lies because the problem with believing a lie is that lie-based thinking then impacts all of your decision, which causes you to make lie-influenced decisions. And lie-influenced decisions create you to live a life of lie-based living. You end up living an entire lie because you thought a lie, you believed a lie, you believed a lie, you lived out that lie. Absolutely. And what most of you believe about money today is a lie. Mm. What most of you believe about money today is a lie. It is not a God vision. It is not a God vision. Now, it may be a fact. It may be your current reality, but it is a lie. The Bible says, let God be true and, and every let everything else be, be a, a lie. lie. So you got to use this word to begin to tear down some of the lies that you believe. Mm -hmm. He says, and then God blessed it. Then God blessed them, verse 28, and said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and govern it and reign over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over all the animals that scurry on the earth. Verse 29. Yes. And then God said, now, look. Now watch this. I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. I think this is so interesting. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 1, God sets up how he or operates, right? He sets up how he operates that we're speaking spirits. He creates us in his image. And then the very first thing that he does after he gives us all the things that makes us like him, he then gives us seed. Tell your neighbor, when God wants to change your life, he will give you a seed. Yes. When God wants when to, God change, wants your to life, change your life, he will, he give, will you give, give you a seed. He will give you a seed. He will give you a seed. Now, look at what happens. So he says, I'm, I'm created you in my image. I'm, I've told you to be fruitful. I've told you to multiply. I've told you to replenish. I've told you to subdue. And I've told you to have dominion. And I'm going to ensure that you can do it because I'm going to give you seed. Because he says, I'm going to give you the seed. And you need to understand that everything that is needed to reproduce is inside the seed. Everything that's So if you try to reproduce outside of the seed, you're not going to get what is inside the seed. And you we need the seed. We understand this in the natural. Because an acorn already controls an oak yes. tree. So you need to understand that that $10 already controls your $1,000. That $1,000 already contains yes. your $100,000. I love it. Somebody got angry. That's how you know you're kicking over cows. <laughs> get mad, but some people going to get yeah. free today. Yeah. Now, if you go to Genesis 8 and 22, it says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, Summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. It says, while the earth remains. I just want y'all to look around and check. Does the earth still remain? It's still here. Is the earth still here? It is still here. Where are you watching this broadcast from right now? 
earth. <laughs> so what does it tell you? Seed time and harvest still exists. Mm -hmm. Seed time and harvest still remains. You need to write this down. The law of seed time and harvest is how God gets provision to his children. Mm. The law of seed time and harvest is how God gets provision to his children. Now, I want to answer some questions that I feel like people have been asking. Many people have been wondering, why doesn't God just give us what, our, what we need? The answer is simple, but it is overlooked. Mm. So we want to walk through this. God creates Adam and Eve. He creates the garden. He gives them all their provision. They have everything they need in abundance. If you look in the garden, they even have gold, even though they don't have stores. They have everything they need. Now, God, when he created heaven and earth, and I think this is where a lot of people get, get stuck in this. When he created Adam and Eve, he gave the earth to Adam. Mm -hmm. He gave dominion to the earth of Adam. And it was going to be what Adam said it was going to be. Now, we know in the third chapter of Genesis that Adam and Eve make a big mistake. Mm -hmm. What's the mistake they make? Instead of obeying God, they choose to obey the enemy. When they choose to obey the enemy, what they do is they place themselves and the earth under Satan's rule. Yep. Do y'all understand that? Because this is really important. God creates the earth. There is no lack. There is no sickness. There is no disease. He says to Adam, he says, Adam, watch over the earth, replenish it, multiply it, increase it, subdue it. And then Adam and Eve choose to dis. He even gives Adam so much dominion. He, he literally, the Bible says that he scoops down into the dirt and he brings up a pile of dirt and asks Adam, what do you want to call it? And Adam, the Bible says that whatever Adam called it, that's what it became. That's what it became. That's the kind of, so when we talk about dominion, I need people to really understand when we talk about God gave Adam dominion, it wasn't like he was some middle manager in some corporation. He gave him the kind of dominion that God scooped up a clump of dirt and said, Adam, what is this? And Adam said, let's call it a giraffe. And it became what we know as a giraffe. All right. Is this making sense to y'all? That's this the is kind good. of dominion that so, he gave to Adam. So Adam had dominion. But when Adam chose to obey Satan, mm -hmm. he gave his dominion in the earth to Satan. This is so important mm -hmm. for every believer to understand. So they went from under the partnership and the covering of God to the dominion of Satan. Mm -hmm. And that is the world that we live in now, a world that is under the dominion of Satan. I want y'all to look at Romans 6 and 16. Mm -hmm. You want to read that, buddy? Sure. Romans 6 and 16 says, surely you know that you became the slave, that you become the slaves of whatever you give yourselves to. Anything or anyone you follow will be your master. You can follow sin or you can obey God. Following sin brings spiritual death, but obeying God makes you right with him. Now, this is so good. It says, understand here is the principle. 
whoever you obey becomes your master. Mm -hmm. So when Adam and Eve chose to eat the fruit that God told them not to eat, then they gave Satan dominion over them. The truth of it is they had authority over Satan, mm -hmm. but the only way to exercise that authority over Satan was to obey God. And I think words are important. So when you look at this scripture, at least in the ERV version, verse 16, it says, surely you know that you become the slaves of, it didn't say whoever. Of whatever. Of whatever. And I think we can't miss that. It says you become the slaves of whatever you give yourselves to. So if I give myself to pornography, I become a slave to it. If I give myself to food, I become a slave to it. If I give myself to my job, I become a slave to it. Whatever you give yourself to, it becomes your master. We should only be giving ourselves to God. And that's why Paul said, I am a slave. Yes. To the Lord Jesus yes. Christ. That's why because he, he wanted to be clear that I am only following, I have only given myself to the Lord. Now, if you take this scripture right here, surely you know that you become slaves of whatever you give yourself to. Many of us gave ourselves to a world system that is insufficient to meet our needs. Absolutely. We gave ourselves to a system that says the only way we can get a house is to mortgage it. That some of us can never get a house. The only way we can go to college is to have student loans. The only way we can get a car is to finance it. We gave ourselves to that system. But thanks be to God, there is a better way. Now, this is where people still get confused. Now, if we look at 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, the third through the fourth verse in the NLT, it's because we already know whoever you, you give yourselves to, whatever you give yourself to, you're a slave of that, mm -hmm. right? Now it says in the, the New in the New Living Translation, it says, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is only hidden from people who are perishing. Mm. Satan, who is what? The what God, does it say, guys? Small g. Small g. What does it say? Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded. has blinded the minds of those who what? Don't believe. So let's stop right there. Salvation. Salvation is available to every person on the planet. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. But who is excluded from salvation? Those who don't believe. Because as long as you don't believe, Satan has the right to blind your eyes. Now here is a, this doesn't, it says they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news, mm -hmm. but this is not just about accepting Jesus. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Go back to the first part of that. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. Put this in the comments. Seed time and harvest is good news. Mm -hmm. Seed time and harvest is good news. Are y'all getting something out of this? Seed time and harvest is good news. It, See, is, it, it, is, is, it is part of the total life prosperity system. It is system. part of the total life prosperity system. So what happens is, is a lot of you have accepted Jesus, but you have not accepted the system of seed time and harvest. You have dealt with your eternity, but you have not dealt with your right now. 
So if you die today, you're going to heaven, but you live under the oppression of lack because the enemy, because you have not believed what God said about seed, time, and harvest, the enemy is able to keep you blinded, keep you under the oppression of jobs that don't pay enough, keep you under the oppression of not being able to pay a mortgage off, keep you under the oppression of thinking that you're a victim and you always need somebody to give to you, but you got to choose to believe God. And we know that's not the will of God for our life because the Bible declares that we should have days of heaven, heaven while we are on the earth. And so we know that it's not just about dying and taking care of eternity, that there are some things that's supposed to be happening so that our life on the earth is matching our life in eternity. Absolutely. Because God has a twofold purpose for prosperity. Number one, God blesses us because he loves us. He wants us to live a good life because he's a good father. But he also needs us in the earth dispersing heaven to the people who don't know yet. And you can't do that when you are in poverty. And the enemy really doesn't have any new tricks. He does not. The Bible tells us to be not deceived and to be not ignorant of Satan's devices, right? But the reality of it is Satan got in with Adam and Eve because he tried to convince them that there was something that God was withholding from them. It was something God was holding back. He said to them, God told you not to eat of the fruit of that tree because he knew that the moment that you ate of it, you would be like him. The problem was they was already like him. And so what happens for us is he uses the same techniques to try to fool us into thinking that somehow if we become slaves to God, that somehow God is going to hold something back from us. But in reality, he only tries to use that on us so he can get us to be slave to whatever else he wants us to be slaves to. And so we have to be we have to we have to be mindful of this idea that the enemy wants to deceive us in the same way he deceived Adam and Eve. Absolutely. And so when Adam got deceived, when they were deceived by believing that God is holding something back, that is inherent in the flesh nature of, of man. man. It is inherent in our nature that we believe God's instructions are holding something back. And that is the reason that so many of us have rejected seed, time, and harvest because seed and time and harvest, seed always seems like a loss. Yeah, we see seed as lows as losing. We see seed as losing, not as a supernatural system of supply. We need, we need a farmer's mentality. Yes. We, I'm, go talk to any true farmer. It, I mean, they ain't even got to be commercial. Just go talk to anybody who actually plants something. When they plant it, when they sow it, they take that seed they have and they give it to the ground. They give it to the soil. They give it to a pot. Why do they do that? Because they want people to understand that I am about to sow something, but I'm going to get something in return. You know, and, and, and one of the things that, that, that people struggle with, they struggle with the idea about sowing for financial gain. People like to say things like this. Well, I give up my time. Or, or I give of my uh, talents in, in, in all of these. They want to do all of these other things rather than for money. But the reality of it is, is that if a farmer wants corn, he doesn't go sow tomato seed. If a farmer wants squash, he doesn't go front, he doesn't go sow cabbage. And so I tell people all the time, if that makes sense to you in the natural, why wouldn't it make sense that, that you would sow a financial seed if you're looking for a financial harvest? Now, if you want, if you want more people to, to, to spend time with, sow yourself friendly. 
Be friendly to someone and you'll harvest, you'll harvest that. But people have seemed to have a hard time with the concept that they need to sow financially to reap financially. Somebody, the question always comes up, does a, um, does a seed have to be financial? Well, we know the Bible says the word of God is a seed. Right. The word of God is a seed. And that seed has the ability when it's sown God's word to produce and become literally so big, we can live our life in that word. Right. Jesus Christ was a seed. So, no, the answer is everything doesn't have to be financial to be a seed. But many people need a financial increase in their life. And so if you need a financial increase in your life, it's, it makes sense that you sow financial seeds. Well, even when you think about this, one of the reasons that people always ask the question, is a seed financial, is because they don't actually know that God gives seed to the soul. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they look at themselves and they say, I don't have seed. Right. Yes, you do. Yeah. God gives seed to the sower and bread for eating. Now, notice look that. At that. He, says, he says, I give seed so you can sow and I'll give you bread to eat. While this harvest is getting ready to come That's in. That's right, because he's a good guy. That's a good guy. That's he's going to give guy. me the seed to sow. And he's going to give me bread to eat until this harvest comes in. And then the Bible tells me that there will come a time as I can become perpetual in my sowing that I won't know whether I'm eating the bread or the harvest because it'll be coming in so fast. No, that's so good. I want you to lay hands on your head and I want you to say I'm anointed to receive. This. I'm anointed to receive. Because this. the enemy wants to keep you here. And the truth of it is, I'm going to tell you all the truth. Most believers are never going to get this. Most believers are going to stay relegated to a system of living by the best the world has to offer them. You're going to have to push in. Listen, let me tell you something. We can teach you this, but the revelation only comes from walking it out with God. And we're going to talk about that later, right? But listen, now you may be thinking, because we, we want to walk this out, guys. We want to walk it out. That's why we go teach this for a minute. And you're going to say, they're saying the same thing over and over again. That's right, because faith yep. comes Sounds by funny. hearing. Yep. We're not going to rush this because God wants to break poverty off of your life and we're going to show you a scripture that you have never seen before in this translation probably that tells you God wants you to be rich. It, oh yeah. Oh yeah. God wants you to be now, rich. Now, now, now some religious spirits are going to get mad and talk about why are they talking about being rich because when you're rich you can do a whole lot more than you can when you're poor. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I've been poor. Mm -hmm. I've been middle class. Uh -huh. I've been rich mm -hmm. and rich is better mm -hmm. and I ain't rich enough because I, we think about this. We say 90% of the messages that we get where somebody asks for help, yeah. it is about money. Yeah. It is about we money. We rarely get messages where people call and say, I just need y'all to spend more time with me. We rarely get messages where people say, I just, I just need you to just, just give me a good word. No, most of the messages that we receive on a weekly basis are because people are in a financial situation that is a burden to them and they, they, they need help. And what we're saying is that we are seeing some of the people we've been working with who have listened and we're seeing some of the people we work with who have not listened. And let me tell you, there is a marked difference in the people who have listened to what we said, grabbed hold to what we said, probably even when they didn't understand it. You know, we tell people all the time, even if someone sows into because it's a principle we live by, if someone sows into our life, especially if it's something that we can share with other people, we break off a portion of that and give it to somebody else. We're going to find somebody to sow that into. 
Absolutely. And it's a principle that works. So you may be saying, well, Pastor Pastor, what about Jesus? What Jesus did was pay the price that God owed humans for sin. Mm -hmm. You need to get this. What Jesus did on the cross was he paid the price that God owed, that we owed God for sin. Yeah. God wrapped himself in flesh and paid our debt. Even that is a seed. That's how we got reconciled that's back how, to God. That's, that's how, how we, we got that's reconciled. That's why the scripture says that while we were yet in our sins, Jesus, God, was reconciling us back to him. But until Jesus returned, the enemy still operates in this earth under Adam's lease. Mm -hmm. Now, y'all understand what a lease is. If you've ever leased an apartment, you understand that the landlord cannot just come into your apartment without notice. Right. I mean, you know what I'm talking That's about. That's right. So God uses seed to get notice to come into the earth yes. because he needs a man in the earth to invite him in. And see is how God invites us. We invite God in. Absolutely. I love Melissa asking some good questions. Can other people sow seed on your behalf? No, not really. Not to break poverty off of your life. At some point, every believer has got to sow for themselves. It's one of the reasons we make our kids sow. It is. Your kids ought to now, be Now, when sold. they was two years old, we would give them money, but they had to, but we was, I remember one time we had one of the kids who we gave them money to, and when we left church, they still had their money. And I was like, why do you still have this money? They was like, oh, I wanted to keep this. I said, you don't get to keep money that belongs to God. You got, we gave you the money to sow. When someone gives you money to sow, you have to sow it yourself. And so we taught them because over time, when you're little, yes. But at some point, you have to become the person who sows because you're the person who wants to receive the blessing. Absolutely. And, and one of the big challenges is, is that the blinding of the God of this world makes people without resources believe they are the exception. And that's because I want to go back to what you said that I cannot stress enough. I know what it's like not to have and to hear a message like this telling me I need to sow, it feels like something more is being taken from me. Mm -hmm. But when I got the revelation that God is not just asking me to sow, he's asking me to believe him for the seed. He he literally got, once in this, it's one of those things where when you don't understand, you don't understand. But when you understand, you don't understand how you didn't understand. No, that is so, baby, come on. You, you, you know what I mean? It's like when you don't know something and then you know something, it's like you don't know how you didn't know something. And I didn't know what, what people were saying to me when they were saying, God wants you to sow. I don't have anything. I don't have enough to sow. You, you're asking me to give away what I do have? That seems crazy because I, I don't have enough already. And you're asking me to take a piece of what I don't have enough of and to give it to, 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 to God and, and to honor God with this? Now what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to believe God for the seed. And when you believe God for the seed, He'll give you the seed to sow and the bread to eat. And this is why it's so important to understand. The kingdom of God is not a kingdom of memorization. It's not. It is a kingdom of walking Re yeah, with God. Yeah, and revelation. And revelation and replication. And in reality, you are never going to know God will provide seed until you let God provide seed. Yes. Hear me. 
You will never know that God can provide seed until you let God provide seed. And let me help you because I'm going to talk to you about my own personal transformation. It doesn't work like this either. It doesn't work like you say, well, God, give me seed and then I'll sow. God asks you for the seed he knows you already have because he understands that when you release that seed to him, the seed that he had already planned to give you will be more than the seed you just released. That's when things start to click. And that's when things, come on, you got to keep laying your hand on, your problem <laughs> is not your heart. Your spirit man understand this. You got to keep laying your head on your head, say, no, I received this. I take this. Because until you take this, the enemy is going to keep you in mm -hmm. financial bondage. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to understand this. Poverty did not come from God. It did not. It came under the rulership of the enemy. And since he is still the God of this earth, he keeps enforcing poverty. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I said? They put it in the comments. You ought to write this down. Poverty did not come from God. It came under the rulership of the enemy. And since he is still the lowercase God of this world, he keeps enforcing poverty. So the only way for any family to break free from his enforcement of poverty is to partner with God in seed time and harvest. God, Put it in the comments. Good. It's the only way. You got to partner with you God in seed time and harvest. It is the principle that rises above the principle of poverty. Seed time and harvest will take you out of poverty into wealth. And you don't have to be afraid of seed time and harvest because God says, I'll give you seed and bread. I'll give you seed and bread. And I'm going to say this. And I, I told this may cut a little bit. But everybody take a deep breath. You a good person, but you're still broke. Mm. And, and you've been praying for harvest. But how no farmer goes out and prays for harvest when they didn't sow a seed and you've allowed the enemy to blind your eyes. And there are many of you right now that when God tells you true. to stretch for a seed, you won't stretch for a seed, but you will stretch to give your kids money, even though your kids keep making the same bad decision. I am telling you, the only way to break the authority of the enemy to exercise dominion in any area of your life, for those of you who like all they do is talk about money in any area of your life is to partner with God because we said earlier that the word is seed. If I, I can't just plant the seed in my heart and don't do nothing no. with it. And many of you have been confessing wealth and riches are in my house, but you dabble in seed. That's the word the Lord kept giving me last night. He said, Sean, tell them to stop dabbling. He says, I cannot get them consistent harvest because they're dabbling. How many of you can own? I've been dabbling. And one of the strategies of the enemy, because he knows that if you sow, you will break free, is that every time you start to consistently sow, he brings something to your life to get you off of the word. How many, if that's you, put a three in the comments. And, and here's the thing. I can testify this about our own life. He that used to happen to us. It used to happen to us. But over the consistency, the the seed and the bread kept coming so fast that there's I don't know the last time the enemy's tried to get. I, I don't even know the last time he's even tempted me not to sow, because it's just it's it's just gone now. He he that's not a, that's not something that he can deal with me on. But early on, he did everything he could to get me to back up off of that principle. We gonna tell y'all the truth. Because we know that y'all go relate to this. And if you relate to this, your number can be nine. 
the enemy used to wear us out every time we would try to do this. Oh, yeah. He would wear us no out. No one is exempt. You're going to have to pass what we call the choke level test. You're going to have, he would wear us out. Every time we would get in a system of seed time and harvest, something would happen. Somebody we love would need something. Something would break. And we had to get resolute, level five commitment. We And, and this is what many of you aren't willing to say. What's interesting to me is that this is how you know the God of this world has blinded people's eyes. People are willing to work every day and still be broke. But they're not willing to sow a seed and still be broke. Mm, say that again. Now, I, I want wait, you to wait, hear wait, this. wait, 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 wait. Say that one more time. They are willing. You are willing to work every to day. To get up in the morning. To get up in the morning. To leave their homes. To commute to a job. To work all day. To come home to get a check at the end of the week or every two weeks or once a month and not have and that still check be broke. meet all of their needs. And still be broke. But they will not take the opportunity so. to see whether God will be true or not. Here's what's Ooh, crazy. Girl, You've please. been working for 20 Child years listen. and you still broke. Mm. But you quit on God when you didn't become a millionaire in two weeks. Mm. You literally been working this Somebody world system. Free. If you just got free, you want to testify. You've been working this world system and this world system been wearing you out. And let me tell you how the enemy play you. You go to work every day <laughs> and good. you still broke. That's good. But when, the, when, but when it's time to sow, you say, but I'll be broke. What's the difference except you would have invited God in? What's the difference except you would have invited God in? You've been working this world system and this world system ain't done nothing but screwed you over, got you deeper in debt. And then you look at this and say it's foolish. But the Bible says that God intentionally mm. chooses the things that are foolish in order to confound the wise so you keep thinking you can budget your way out and you keep thinking that you can manage your way out and let me talk to some of you some of you this is you're so entrenched what's the word you say ingratiated you so ingratiated in the world system that even when you get increased the enemy punk you and take your mm. money even when you get increased, some of you are sitting here and since you've been walking with us, you make $10,000 more. You make $20,000 more. You've gotten promotion. You've gotten increase. You've gotten all of this different stuff and you still live in paycheck to paycheck because you have not partnered with God. We made a decision. We didn't care if we didn't go on vacation. Yep. We didn't care if we didn't eat out. And we didn't care if we wore the same thing over and over again. The truth of it is, I was thinking about this the other day. Black is still my favorite color. But the way I got into wearing all black is we was we were sewing all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you just wear all black, it don't even really matter. <laughs> so I started wearing all black so it didn't even really matter. Right. Because what I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to keep giving Target my money and stay broke. Yep. I wasn't going to keep giving Swepco my money and stay broke when God has a system. And put this in the comments. Seed time and harvest is for everybody, including you. Including you. Seed time, Seed and, time and harvest. Seed time and harvest is for And so we want you to understand. We understand how the enemy wears you out. Mm -hmm. 
We understand how every time you feel like you're about to break through and you begin to get a little harvest, he does something to get you not to sow. We know what it's like for the tires to, to get bald on the car. Yeah. We know what it's like for your kids to go to bed and wake up and their pants is too short. We know we, what it's like to have the refrigerator or washing machine go out and you have to have it replaced. We know what that's like. We also know what it is like to use seed to break the back of poverty. Because we've done it so consistently now, we were laughing the other day and say our stuff doesn't even, because there's a promise in the word of God that your stuff won't wear out. And when we got that word and we saw that revelation, we started decreeing and declaring that. And now our stuff doesn't break. We get new stuff because we want something new, not because our stuff tears up anymore. Because we don't, our stuff can't tear up. It can't tear, the anointing now, is on. Because the anointing is on it. Are y'all getting something from this? I need you to understand. Let's keep going. Poverty didn't come from God. It came from under the rulership of the enemy. And since he is still God of this world, he keeps enforcing poverty. And the only way to escape is to partner with God through seed, time, and harvest. The only way. The only way. Now, it is important to understand that the enemy can give people money because he has dominion in the earth. So you need to stop believing that everybody who has money is blessed by God. The problem is, is that there that the enemy, he comes to kill, steal and destroy. So anytime he gives you money, he takes more than he gives you. Mm -hmm. Anytime God gives you money, he gives you more than you get. And he's going to give it to you without sorrow. The enemy works hard. That's why I says what Proverbs 10 and 22 mm -hmm. it says the blessing of the Lord make it make rich it rich and adds no sorrow with it, right? The enemy <clears throat> works hard to keep the body of Christ broke. I mm -hmm. need you to know why he wants the body of Christ to be broke. The scripture has said that Jesus will not come until the gospel has been preached to the entire world. Mm -hmm. If he can keep believers broke, he can keep the gospel contained. Mm -hmm. He wants to delay the coming of the Lord. He does not want his punishment. He does not want the new heaven and the new earth to come to pass. And he is using our mindsets to keep us impoverished. Poverty is not your heritage. Listen. You got to renew your mind with the word of God. Mm -hmm. Can anybody see how you need to stretch, how you need to renew your mind, that you need more word on this? You need the kind of word on this. L listen, let me tell y'all something. A couple of weeks ago, there was one of our partners that was in a financial challenge. And I had set some money aside and I was about to go buy an iPad. Well, the only reason I needed an iPad, I had an iPad. I gave my iPad to Canaan because I usually like to print my notes off. But then I realized that I still needed an iPad. And according to my budget, I, I had allotted this more money for the iPad. And this person needed help. And the Lord said, let me have your iPad money. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I got credit cards. I could have still went and put the iPad on the credit card, all of that different stuff. We got good credit. We got all of that stuff. But we're getting to the point where we're going to live above our credit. We're going to not live according to our we're credit. We're going to let God be good to us. We're going to let God be good mm -hmm. to us. The other day, I was sitting there, and somebody sent me a big seed. And the Lord said, 
That's your iPad money. Mm -hmm. That's your iPad. He gave it back to you. And some. And some. He actually gave me twice Mm -hmm. what I gave. But the truth of it is, is that it's not enough to hear this from us. And we know this. We used to hear Pastor Tony and Pastor Cynthia tell these stories. We used to hear all of the men and women of God tell these stories. And what would happen is we would get excited. But when it was time to sow, we would punk out. See, God already knew. And I can't I cannot stress this enough. God already knows what he's going to do. When God asks you for a seed. You can best believe God already has a plan to get that back to you in more than what you sow. That's why it is. And once that revelation, not the information, but once the revelation became sure to me, it's why I get excited when I get an opportunity to sow. Because I know that God already knows what he's going to do. God had already spoken to the person who sowed that seed into your life. But you know what? God wasn't even going to let them release it until you had done what he needed you to do. Now, because we partnered with God, God asked you for it. He gave you the opportunity to see whether or not you would remain in partnership. He says, hey, can I get that $600 I know you had saved for your iPad? Yes, Lord, here you go. He, he directs you where to give it because people say, well, God don't need your money. He doesn't, but he's got people. His children needs it. And he wants to be able to direct it. So he directs you to where it needs to go. He says, okay. And now he directs his other child to, hey, now I need you to sow into her life. No, this is good. You just teaching Luke 6 and 38. That's what I'm trying to it's tell you. God's system. Yes. It is God's system. He says, give. Yep. What comes first, guys? Give. What comes first? Give. Put it in the comments. What comes first? Give. Give. And it shall be. Those are legal terms. It shall be given unto you. Now, he didn't say that the person you gave it to was going to give it back to you. But he says, if you give, comma, and it shall be given unto you. And he says, here's how it's going to come back to you. Good measure, press down and shaking together and and running running over shall, that's legal terms, men, people, give it to your bosom. Here is the problem for many of us. We want to control which man returns the harvest. And when? Tell your neighbor that ain't your business. That's not your job. That ain't your business. You, your the instruction for you was the first word in verse thirty-eight. Give. Now, after you've done the first word, you got to believe. Now, here's the other problem that I think is interesting. I'm gonna go back and mess with y'all. You worked twenty years and still ain't got five thousand dollars in savings. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you sold for three months and decided it don't work. Yeah. Now, I want you to see how the enemy's manipulating you. He's blinded you. you. He's blinded you. You've been working this world. Your mama worked this world system. Your grandmama worked this world system. That's why they didn't have any inheritance to give you when they die. You are working a failing system, but you call seed time and harvest the hustle. Mm Mm-hmm. You think seed time and harvest is the hustle. So you've been sowing. You, you've been working a system for 20 years that's been inferior and has never brought you out. That always takes more than it gives. Because even and we, we used to say this all the time. Every time you found this out, every time you got a promotion, what did they want? More of my time? Every time you got a promotion, they wanted more, more of your of my time. time. 
Absolutely. Every time you got a promotion, they wanted more of your time. time. They didn't just want all your days. They wanted your weekend. I got a friend now that makes a half a million dollars. Can't even go on vacation. Got to take their work phone on vacation in the event that they need them. I'm not saying we're not supposed to do work. I am saying that we should not be working for money. We should be working because that's our purpose and we should be living off of our seed. God has a system that allows you to receive harvest and it's not proportionate to your time. Well, what, I, I, now what? It's Say not it again. God Say it again. has a system that allows you to receive harvest that is not proportionate to your time. In the corporate world, wherever you work, whatever they pay you, they want some time that's, that's, that's commensurate with, with what they're paying you. You make $50,000 a year, they want 40 hours. You make $100,000 a year, they want 50 hours of your time. You make 250, 300, 400, 500,000, they want 80 hours of your time. Why? Because it's commensurate with the time. God has a system that will allow you, praise God, to receive harvest that is not proportionate to the time that you have to serve. I love what Shavondra said. This is really the order of God. We're supposed to live off seed and work for purpose. Yes. Y'all need to write that down. That's really the right order of God. You're supposed to live off of your seed and you're supposed to work according to your purpose. Yes. And Melissa said this is a lot to take in. And you're right. What we're sharing with you is not just the revelation we got today, but that's why we tell people to keep showing up because we teach a repetitive word because it was a repetitive word that caused us to get revelation. You get revelation as you go. As you begin to do the thing God's telling you to do, he gives you more and more revelation. As you read the word more, right? Not just listen to us preach, but actually read the word more. These things will start to make so much sense to you. You will get to the place where you'll be like, I don't know how. I never understood that. How many of you are being stretched by this word? Let, I, I want to hear in the comments because we go to this okay for a minute. Right. How many are you being stretched and how many of you can see how the enemy's been manipulating you? Mm-hmm. Because, see, you need to get this. See, husbands and wives, when you get off the live, you got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff me and Pastor Strick be talking about when we're walking. Walks, yeah. This is what we be talking about when we riding. You got to get you a good friend you can talk about. How many of you, like, are understanding how the enemy <laughs> And has, if you got friends who are not interested in talking about the word, get you, you got to get friends. you some new get friends. Get you some new friends. I'm telling you, because if not, they're going to drag you back down to this level of not thinking about the word. And some of you, let me just say some of you can't catapult the way God wants you to catapult because you keep trying to take people who are not ready to go mm. because you are afraid to leave your friends and your family. Mm. And every time you get a dollar over a nickel, they suck it out of you because you keep being stuck with them. Mm-hmm. Listen, he said to Abraham, get thee from among thy kindred. Get from among your father's house and get from the land that you're familiar with. Why? Because when God is trying to stretch you, the truth of it is, is that for years, people thought we were stupid Mm -hmm. for you. Let me tell you something. When you make the decision to sow, hear me, guys, Mm -hmm. when you make the decision to sow, understand that it's going to be some times that everybody else is going on vacation and you're not going yet. Say yet. Put yet yet in the comments. Put yet in the comments. It's going to be some times that everybody else is going out to dinner and you ain't going out to dinner. You going home 
and you eating them green beans and that pot roast that you cook because you know that you can't keep giving your seed to a restaurant yet. But the Bible tells us that when the clouds get full, come on, glory to God. Mm, they, what does that mean? It says they will empty themselves. So what Pastor Edwin and I did, we just kept sowing and kept sowing and kept sowing and kept sowing. I'm going to tell you this. This is the absolute truth. Every year, probably for the last 10 years, but definitely for the last seven years, we look at what we made, what we gave, and what we did, and all we can say is God did it. But God. All we can say is God did God. We look at what we made, we look at what we gave, and we look at what we were able to do in that year. And all we can say is God did it. And that's how God wants every one of us to live. Mm -hmm. But the thing we got to drive home for you to understand is that we're anointed to teach it. Yeah. But we can't live it for you. Nope. But you're anointed to receive it. But you're anointed to receive it. And you can live it out. And you can live it out. We cannot. Pastor Tony and Pastor Cynthia's testimonies could inspire us. But at the end of the day, we had to be the ones that chose not to go out to Sunday dinner so we could have more to sell. We used to say we got to have our own alabaster box. We got we got to have our <laughs> own testimony. Yes. We, we didn't want to spend our lives just cheering just, for them on the sidelines. And let me tell you something. Some of you have settled for barely enough harvest, barely enough harvest. The truth of it is, he says that he gives a good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. In Amos 9, it says things are going to happen so fast, your head are going to spin. The one blessing after one blessing. And you, the blessing, it will, it will literally empty itself out. Mm. I remember when our goal was just to make $100,000 mm. and now we sold over $100,000. Mm. Don't ask me for no money. <laughs> Don't ask me for no money. We, we think about this. We used to just dream of making a hundred thousand dollars. I know. Listen, I, I, you know, I look at our giving quarterly and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm amazed that God has progressed us from 1994 to now to, to what we can sow, how we live and, and, and still be able to do the things that we do. It's just like, it's, it's just, it's wonderful. That's all I can say. We're going to give y'all two testimonies and we go in with this scripture. Listen, I know y'all want this word though. I know y'all want this word. No, so $100,000. I want you to be clear. So $100,000. At a minimum. At a minimum. At a minimum. At a minimum. And what the enemy now said to some of you is, why would I sow into them? Because we we anointed, and what's on us can be on you. And I and I and I get the thought process because I remember being like, "Baby, we don't have a thousand dollars saved, but the Lord is asking us to give a thousand dollars to mom and dad, and they got a plane. They got a plane. I know what that feel. I, I'm just trying to help you because I know what that feeling is like. It's like, wait a minute, why would I sow into them when they have so much? But I realized that God was teaching me something. He was teaching me that it's not even about who you're sowing into. It's about being obedient to God. And I tell you what will happen is that of the pressure we used to feel about money, yes. we don't feel that anymore. No. Because the truth of it is, is that even when our accounts don't look like we want them to look, we know how to get them up. Yes. We know how to get them up. 
I say this all the time. What God has done in my business is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. This is the word the Lord gave me about my business. He said, Sean, your business is a front for my ministry. He says, and as long as you do my ministry, I'll fund your business. Mm. The truth of it mm. is, it is, it is not that I have the best marketing. It is not that I have the best structure. Now I, I'm pretty good at what I teach, but it ain't even that. It is that it is that I have made myself indispensable to God yeah. through my seed. Yeah. We're gonna tell these two testimonies and then we're gonna end with a scripture. Okay. And we go, and if y'all want to stick around, if anybody got questions, we'll answer some questions. So I want you to talk about your own personal journey. I need you to hear me. And this is where a lot of people get manipulated in seed. You've got to do it. Because even if you hear us say it first, you got to do it because you heard God say it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please get what I'm saying. Yeah. But I want to tell you on a small line, I was talking to somebody the other day and they asked us to help them with groceries. And Pastor Edwin gave them a certain amount of money. And I said to them, I said, if you don't tithe off of that, you'll always need somebody to give you grocery money. Now, here's what happens is that when somebody, when you're in need and somebody gives you $200 for groceries, you think I can't afford to sow. No, if you don't always need to need grocery money, you better take 20 of that at least and yeah. you better sow it. You better put it in you. the key because yeah. it is increased in you. And yeah. the enemy wants to manipulate you to make you think that you can't afford to sow. I need everybody to put this in the comments and say it with your chest. I can't afford not to sow. I can't afford not I can't to afford sow. not to sow. I can't afford not to sow. I can't afford <laughs> not to sow. Your seed can make you rich. Babe, I want you to talk about, I'm, I'm going to tell my story about offering, but I want you to tell your story about tithing when you were believing God to make more in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Tell that story. I'm going to tell my story and then we go in with our scripture. All right, well, let me hurry up. So I'm going to tell my story because, uh, and, I, and I preface it because you kind of did. I, I always share this story and I say with people, don't do what I did unless God tells you to do what I did. And, and because because I don't want people out there trying to duplicate something just because they heard me say it. I was praying and believing God to make $150,000. It's what I wanted to make on my job. Uh, I was making a little over 100 something at the time, but I wanted to make 150. I think you was that, making 103. 103, something like yeah. that. that was the, but 150 was the number I heard God say. And, and I was praying about it and, and looking for jobs. And, and in my time of prayer, the Lord said to me, if you want to make $150,000 a year, he said, then tithe like you make it. And I was like, hold up a minute, because I understood the concept of tithing. And for me, tithing was 10%. Well, 10% of by grossing $103,000 a year was like $10,300 a year. And the Lord said, I want you to tithe like you make $150 if you want to make $150. And so I actually came to you and talked to you about it at first, because we... Even though we were making $103,000, your business wasn't doing what it's doing now. And we have and, five and, kids. And, and, and the church, you know, wasn't getting paid and those kind of things. So I was like, hey, we we are making it now. We making it. But, but if I'm going to start doing this, you know, I need to talk to my wife about this. And you said to me, you said, if you heard God say it, I guess you better do it. You, 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 you weren't like, I heard God or I, you just said, if you heard God say, do this, I guess you better do it. And so we got paid once a month. At the time, I was the place I was with, they paid us once a month on the 15th or close to the 15th if it was a weekend. And so the next time I got paid, I was like, okay, $150,000 a year, 
10%, just my tithe, not my giving, will be $15,000 a year. That's $1,250 a month. And I know that number because it was more than our mortgage. At the time, it was more than our mortgage was. And I was like, am I really going to do this? And I paid it that first month. And I, and I, be, I paid it with fear and trembling. You hear me? Because I got, I'm responsible for a wife and five kids. And you, you didn't have an outside job at the time. And I'm like, God, I, I know I'm not crazy. I know I heard you. It took nine months and I did it faithfully. And by the end of that nine months, I got another job while I was making 155. Watch this. They gave me a $20,000 signing bonus. And then because of when I came on board, they got, they got their jobs in February. My bonus was 30,000. He gave all of that money back to me in nine months. But, and not just that, we didn't struggle when I gave it. And that was when it was like, wait a minute, God give you seed and, and he'll bread. give you bread. He'll give you seed so and we, bread. I, I was tithing more than I had ever tithed because I was tithing like I was making 150 when I was only making 103. We was living like we was making 103, even though I was giving more. And then we just took over the top when I got the next job and he gave us the signing bonus and the bonus like two or three months later because of the year to the year, they gave me the same bonus I gave everybody else. Now we had 90 minutes, but if y'all want us to think, we actually got a little fire because we got the intro, but if y'all want some more, say preach. Say, tell us to preach. Because listen, we can just get off and preach this to each other because you can know we're going to be stared up. Except we're going to got a movie date with a little cutie. But other <laughs> than that, we're going to be preaching this today. If you want to hear the rest of this, say preach so we can help you. You, you got to get stared up for the word. Mm -hmm. So here's my testimony. So then I've seen you increase. So what happened is on my 48th birthday, on my 48th birthday, when I wake up that morning, the first thing the Lord says to me is not happy birthday. It's not hello. <laughs> the first thing the Lord says to me from, on my birthday, he says, I need you to send your mother $480 and tell her thank you for having you. Now, anybody who knows me knows my grandmother raised me. He said, but I need you to sow $480 into your mama today. And in the caption, I want you to say thank you for having me. And I immediately before I didn't even turn over and tell nope. you because it was one of the things I didn't want to talk myself out of. I turned over and I sent my mama $480. $480. And she said, she said, why would you do that? And I said, the Lord told me to do this. And the Lord said to me, he said, I need you to understand your grandmother never could have raised you. And Pastor Cynthia never could have poured into you had your mama not given you her womb. He said, and this seed was to honor your mama for giving you her womb. Amen. All right. Now that's a big stretch. Listen. Yes. Praise the Lord. That 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 same day, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. It yeah. feels like it should be. That's why I told you four eighty. Four eighty because I was forty eight. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he said, "Will you do me a favor?" Will you do <laughs> I me remember a favor? this. We did talk about this. We did talk about this. He said, "I want you to bring me a four a five hundred dollars five hundred dollars every week. Every week is what he wants your offering. I want you to bring me a five hundred dollar." Offering somebody say offering every week because I remember saying, So you're still going to pay your tithe, right? And he was like, Yes, I said, You're going to give $500 <laughs> every week. Every week, you said the Lord said so. I said, I trust the God in you then. And he said, Um, he said, Ask me for it every week, y'all. This is the truth for a hundred and four months. 
I've given a $500 offering over that now. But for 452 years, I want y'all to know this. There would be 104 time, weeks. Huh, 104 weeks. Week. You said months. Oh, 104 weeks. Yes. 104 weeks. I gave $500 offering in addition to my tithe. Mm -hmm. There would be times that I would say to the Lord, I'm going to bring you this $500. <laughs> but you see what this is looking like. Listen, sometimes, listen, we're not trying to be funny. Sometimes you obey God even in spite of fear. You see what? But baby, let me tell you something. Every month and every year, God has done something that keeping that $500 wouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. He has done something. Now, listen, you may be thinking $500. He may be talking to you consistently about $25. You may have to stretch. God, I you said give you $25. I believe for the 25. God, I don't have the 25, but I believe for the 25. Now, I want you to hear this because I want you to understand how this works. Let's say when it's time for offering, you don't have a 17. You know what you give? 17. And as soon as you get that eight, you know what you do? You get that eight. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you're being trained to trust God. Listen, this totally changed my life. This totally broke my life. You a good husband to me. I want you to, I want everybody to hear what I'm saying. You a good husband to me and you will do anything for me. But it totally broke my dependence that my wealth was attached to you. Even though I had said that before. When, when God, I had to walk did, it out. you have to walk it out. That's what I'm saying. They have to walk it, you my have to wealth, walk it out. My wealth is not attached to everything. That's right. My wealth is attached to my seed. That's right. I got to find out for myself. And every husband and wife, you need to hear that. God will make you rich individually, even when you're together. He'll do it. He'll do it. Y'all want to see this scripture? And then if y'all got any questions, put them in the comments. This scripture right here, bless me. He's so going to go down and read the. We, I know we which just one go. Read. We just go go all the way to this scripture right here. I know which one you're Baby, read. if you know me, if you know our family, our family is attached to Isaiah 1 and yep, 19 yep, in the King James Version, yep. which says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Yep. But can I show you this in the new in the living Bible? <laughs> Pull this up in the living Bible. Yep. Everybody read it as you sit there. It says, if you will only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. If you will only I've been let me help you for years. <laughs> But I had never seen the living the living Bible. I sent that to you on Friday. I said, what? God said, if you will only let me help you. Listen, I, you I, was, I was walking on Friday after you had sent that Friday morning. I was walking on Friday. I think I got 20,000 steps in that day, almost 11 miles uh, uh, that day. As I was walking, this is what I was saying. I was saying, God, I want you to help me. You can help me. God, I just want to obey you. God, thank you for making me rich. I just said, I was walking, just quoting this scripture. Oh, he said, if you are only listen, let my job is to just not get in the way. No, no I want y'all to understand this. I want y'all to understand how good I God is. Don't need to get in his way. Somebody say, woo, in the comments. I want you to understand how good God is.
you are obligated to obey God. Right. That's your reasonable service to obey God. But he's so good. He said, if you obey me, I'll make you rich. You're supposed to obey me. But if you obey me, I'll make you rich. Just let me help you. Just let me help you. You've had a child in your life when you, especially like trying to tie a shoe or something and you got ready to, you, you're trying to go somewhere and you're like, look, just let me help you. Just let me, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. Let me help. No, I want to do it. Now you wait another 10 minutes while they trying to get it on. I don't have time to be trying to be independent when it comes to God. <laughs> I want God to be helping me. If you will only let me help only. you. Only. If you will only obey, then I will make you rich. Which is now, why I had went back and read the July 1 prophecy when he was saying over there, when he says, let me teach you to receive. Let me teach you. He said, if you will just, help, he said, if you will just let me help you do this, and if you'll just obey me while you're letting me do this, I will make you rich. Shantae said, obedience is my job and my pleasure. Amen. Now look, at he says, you supposed to obey me because I created you and then I saved you. But if you will obey me, mm -hmm. how if I need you to know how God go help you? Because somebody said, I need God help me. I want you to know how he's gonna help you. See? Yeah. That's how I go help you. You gotta pass the sewing you test. You gotta pass the sewing test. Now I want to just say this. We go in with this, and if you got questions, put them in the comments. And we'll come back for the next several weeks. For the next several weeks. <laughs> this you only qualify for this if you live right. Because mm -hmm. God can't be mocked. If you're not going to live right, you may get money, but you won't get kingdom wealth. I really want you to hear that. This is for, that's why in the King James, it says, if you willing and obedient, this ain't for people that you want to go and trick the money off. You want to drink the money off. You want to use the money so you can now cheat on your wife and not get caught. This is for the righteous people, the right, the people who have purpose to live for God. Hey, I don't know if, they, if you guys can in the studio real quick. I, can you pull up Isaiah 119, the Living Bible, uh, verse 20? Because I think it's important to see the other part of this. Oh, okay. I, I, it's Because you can get so hyped off of, if you only let me help you, you will. And if you only obey me, I'll make you rich. I'll make you rich. But look at verse 20. Mm. But mm. if you keep on turning your backs and refusing to listen to me, you will be killed by your enemies. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Who are your enemies? Poverty? He says because we we specifically talking about We're specifically money. talking about money. He says, so what's you, your enemy? If you to keep being rich? turning your back on me and you refuse to listen to me, you will be killed by your debt. Poverty will take you out. So 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 I embrace Isaiah one nineteen, but I also embrace the revelation in verse twenty. He says, "You better stop turning your back on me. You better stop. Better stop refusing to listen to me." He said, if you don't, this poverty, the God of this world is going to kill you. And even if he doesn't take your physical life, he's going to take your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, and your intellect. There are people who literally can't even dream because poverty is has so heavy stolen. on them. Poverty has it's killed their imagination. That's a part of your soul. But I declare it's coming back. Katie said, what translation? The Living Bible. TLB. TLB, The Living the Bible. The Living Bible. I, but I, it's so important that you hear this. 
This is for people who want to live righteously. Thank you, God. This is for people who want to live righteously. Mm -hmm. God cannot be tricked. You're not going to... Li listen, if you shacking, you cutting this off. Yeah. You can't just be out here living in sin and then trying to get, you just get, out here living get money in sin. God's way. You, 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 you just drinking and smoking and cussing. This is for people who want to live righteous. If you don't want to live righteous, you got to get your money from the devil. But it's gonna come with sorrow. You it's can gonna trust come and with believe sorrow. that. Well, you already know that. Right. You already know. You already going sorrow. to work, working 40, 60 hours and still broke. That's sorrow. That's sorrow. It's sorrow. I am telling you, there is a release of financial increase. Amen. And I am telling you that you cannot pray for it, but you can sow for it. You can sow for it. I am telling you that for those of you who will sow, your clouds are going to get full and there is going to be abundance on your life. I receive now, that. If you have not given yourself to the Lord, let's start there. That's the you first need to thing. give yourself to the Lord. If you need to come home today and you're coming home, put a four in the comments. God, I need to come home. Mm -hmm. I need to come home. I'm out here in these streets. I'm living like I ain't got no daddy. I'm living like I don't have no Lord. I'm just out here living all hard and living raggedy. Man, I'm coming home. I ain't got to be out here in these streets. If you want to come home today, put in the comments number four. You can always use the text line. The text line, you can say that you want to, you need prayer. You want to give your life to the Lord. If you're not a partner of this ministry, I don't know what you wait on. I don't know what you wait on. Um, and then, but now it's our opportunity to give. Who's excited to give this morning? Amen. Listen, I'm talking to Pastor Ellen about this. I am trying to get Pastor Ellen to do, um, it won't be during Sunday service. It would be during the evenings for a couple of weeks. I'm trying to get Pastor Ellen to do a wealth school. We need to do a wealth school and not the world's way of wealth because the world's way of wealth brings sorrow. There is kingdom wealth that is available. And I need you to understand, I don't care how much God increases you. Don't ever trust your, your investments. No, nope. Don't trust your investments. Don't trust your portfolio. Don't, tr don't trust any of that. There are some people who want to learn kingdom wealth and kingdom wealth is heavy on sowing and heavy on obedience. That's what it's heavy on. It is. And then God will give you opportunities. And what I'm believing that we're going to do is that we're going to create some wealth partners, some partners that want to make a, a they want a purpose in their heart to sow once a month. We're going to come and give them a personal teaching and we're going to use that money to further advance the scholarship, to further do, to get the studio, to do those things. Because how many of you believe that what we're saying today needs to go to the world? How many of you know a believer that needs to hear this? And thank y'all for actually sharing. I can see we had over 100 shares. Last week we had 32. And thank y'all for so hanging. Thank you for sharing. Thank y'all for hanging. Listen, you know what I'm going to do? If you hung, you know what I'm going to do. Yep. You know what I'm going to do. Because if you've been, you been watching a two-hour movie, I yeah. know you can hang with us for two hours. Baby, let me tell you something. So if you, if you, if this is your opportunity to give, give a five, push, pay, tithely, text to give, 833-969-0897. And some of you, you'd be having the intention to sow, and then you get busy. If the Lord has told you to sow when, before, when this broadcast, before you get up and move around and start the rest of your Sunday, Obey God. Seed in your hand doesn't produce a harvest. Seed in the ground does. Seed in your hand does not produce a harvest. It's got to go in the ground. Listen, so let me tell you what I've been praying for you this week to the people who stay. Here we go. Um, 
The Bible makes a promise in Genesis 12, and it yep. says he will bless those who bless us. So my um my prayer is for everyone that is ever sown into this ministry and everyone that is snow sown into Operation Snowy Cookie that the same favor and the same increase mm -hmm. that's on us would be on you. And that's the blessing that I release over you today. Amen. The Bible tells Amen. me that if somebody blesses me, I have a right to release the blessing on them. Yep. So to every one of our partners who've sown into this ministry, mm -hmm. every person that is sown into Pastor Edwin mm -hmm. and I personally, I decree and declare by the authority of heaven and in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ that the same favor yes. and the same anointing yes. that brings increase and opportunities to Edwin and I would be operative in your life in Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. It is so. It is so. It is so. Now listen, does anybody have any questions before we go? Any questions? This was good teaching. It was, you know, and, and here's the thing. I had to repent to the Lord because although he's taught us this and we've been really the last five years really moving in this, I've always had a reluctance to teach this. I've always had this reluctance to say to people what we said today with the boldness that we said it today, because I never wanted people to think, Oh, they trying to get something from, from us. You know what I mean? I never thought that about Pastor Tony and Pastor Cynthia. And the Lord had to challenge me and be like, well, if you didn't think that about Pastor Tony and Pastor Cynthia, why would you assume the other people who are called to this ministry would think that about you? Other folks can think what they want to, but why would you think your partners would think that? And I had to repent to God and say, God, I'm sorry, because I should have been teaching this five years ago. And, and, and what I know is that I can't get that time back, but I do know that God has a way to accelerate. And so we be bold and we'll teach what we're supposed to teach now. The partners who are supposed to hear it, supposed to receive it, will hear it and receive it. And God will accelerate them to where they would have been. Well, it worked because Kim Sanford says she done got free and she don't care who offended. Amen. Pray. There you she go. She don't care who. So, so it worked. Praise Let me God. tell y'all something. Let me tell you where I had to repent. The Lord took me back. I'm going to show you how many years he took me back. Do you remember when we had the church in Springdale? Mm-hmm. And I was teaching about prosperity and it freaked me out because people started bringing money oh, to, the to the altar. They, all these people started bringing money to the altar. And he told me, you dabbled in it, but you never taught about finances with the boldness that you did. Because, baby, I'm a Baptist child and these people up here throwing this money on the altar. Child, I was like, I can't be no part of this right here. But I'm telling you, not only are we anointed to walk in well, we are anointed to equip you to walk in well because we have passed the given test and shown to God we will pay people's mortgages. We will buy people cars. We will send people to school. And I am telling you, God is raising up a remnant of people. You're not going to have no mortgage. You're not going to have no car note. You're not going to have no student loans. You're going to be free to live good. Listen, let me tell you what you're going to do. You're going to be on resorts, winning people to the Lord, praying for the sick. You're going to be in your RV if that's your thing, showing up at the park. Your RV going to be so special and so spicy that people go ask you and you go tell them the Lord did it. You're going to drive cars that's going to be conversation starters. You're going to carry purses that's going to be conversation Amen. starters. And when you do it, 
Don't you dare minimize what God has done Amen. for you. Don't you dare apologize for what God Amen. has done for you. If they can prance around in the wealth that the devil has given them, we will celebrate what God has done. And we will say, this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous, marvelous in our eyes. Yes. Marvelous. 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 Amen. Marvelous. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I see them houses paid off. Mm hmm I, I love it. All right. Any questions? All right. Because if not, we're about to go. I'm going to give you a chance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're so mindful of us. Mm -hmm. I ain't even apologize. Keisha said, I believe and receive this teaching and am willing to walk in faith and favor in every area of my life. Yeah. Just partner, with, just partner, partner with God. With God. Partner with God. Kim said replay all day. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be teaching about this because you got to get to the point that you're asking God for seed every day. Why? Because you want bread every day. It's so funny that you said that. Early in the broadcast, Joshua was on here. And he said, this reminds me of a teaching that y'all taught years ago where y'all challenged us to ask God for seed every day. He, literally, he, he literally said that in, in one of the comments an hour or so ago. But it's true. We, we, we wanted people to start practicing Asking God to to give you seed every day. Nate, Operation Snowy Cookie is some um, covert plan that the people in our church <laughs> did for us. You have to talk to Ralph didn't know nothing about. or Chandra. I know you know Chandra. Reach out to Chandra and she can tell you how to be involved in it, right? Okay, so nobody has questions? All right, well, we are not going to hold you anymore because, um, listen... Any tips to not become a slave to our job? Oh, that is a question. Mm -hmm. Any tips to not become? Um, my work is as unto the Lord. That that I mean, that's really, that's what you have to keep in your heart. Yes, I'm going to work with excellence, but my work is as unto the Lord. And I think the real thing is, it's not making the job your source. You become a slave to the job when you begin to say, I can't eat, I can't pay my bills if it's not for this job. Or even in the sense of chasing after jobs. One of the things I had to be careful of is not always chasing the next higher paying job. I had to make sure that when I got the job and while I was always wanting to increase, I wanted to make sure I was serving God at the capacity I was supposed to in that job. Because that was going to be my release to the next job. So you don't become a slave to the job by just not just you don't just chase the job with the with this paying you the most, but making sure it's the place God wants you to be. Well, and the Lord will give you wisdom. Like even if you have a high demanding job, um, I pray for wisdom is one of the things I pray for every day. If it's two things I'm gonna pray for, I'm gonna pray for protection and I'm gonna pray for wisdom for my family. One of the things is that God literally taught me what it used to take me all day to do for mm -hmm. my job. I, for my business, I literally can do most days in about four hours yeah. because God will teach you how to be more efficient. You will look like to everybody else that right. you're working harder right. Right. and you'll actually be working less. And he'll give you that time back. He'll give you that time back. And now back. you use that time that he gave you back to sow into him, meaning you spend time reading your word. Every Absolutely. Day. Yeah. Absolutely, because in the beginning when I was building this, I really was working 10, 11 hours a day. And the Lord started giving me wisdom. Here's how you do this faster. Here's how you do this more efficiently. Here's how you yeah. reach people more effectively. And so now I'm spending about half my day studying the word, yeah. even though it looked like I'm working right. all day yeah. and I'm getting more results. Yeah. All right. Any other questions? Good question, Josh. That's a good question. 
man, we're going to start this well school. We're going to do well school on Zoom so people can really ask questions and we can see this. We're we about to raise up an army of wealth partners. And I, and I agree with you. And I, because, but people know who I, people know, our partners know who I am and know how I am. So I have to say this. When you talk about well school and people go, yes, well school, well school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need y'all to show up for prayer. Well. I need y'all to show up for Friday morning. Well. I need y'all to show up for refresh. Well. We got a hundred some people showing up on Sunday. I don't need to see 32 people on Wednesday night. So I don't mind giving more of my time. I don't mind spending more of my time in preparation. But if you come to what we're currently offering, we can accelerate this thing in well school a little faster. Now, now that's just, I, I'm just being honest with you. I, I don't have no inclination to have two or three more classes when you ain't coming to what we got. But I ain't preaching to the ones who are coming. I'm preaching to the ones who are not. So I had to say that. I know you did. <laughs> you know I did. All right. Well, so see you on Wednesdays. Well, see you on Tuesdays. Nietzsche said, show up for basic <laughs> training before you go to specialized right. training. Right. All right. You got to do basic before you do AIT. <laughs> Well, all right. Let me let y'all go because y'all pass about to start fussing. So I'm going to go ahead. Baby, listen. Baby, I'm gonna, everybody, everybody say bye, Pastor. Y'all have a great day. We will see y'all and everything else we have. Bye. It's the day Pastor Bob. And celebrate Um, whose week is it this week? This Nietzsche's, is Pastor Nietzsche's Pastor week. week. No, right. right. Please. Please. <laughs> Cause you know, I wait. Is listen. it okay to leave one blessing to take on another blessing? You got to say more about what that. What does that mean? If you, what does that mean? To leave one empowerment to take on another. No, empowerment? here's what people do sometimes. God gave them a job in 2012, and they feel like they can't leave it like God ain't got no more job. Now I'm not saying that's what the person means. Hey, oh. Kirby, <laughs> listen, listen. He's laughing listen. at me. Everybody laughing at you. Let's answer this person question and let's go. Yeah, she got to say more. Uh, who, they got to say more, but I don't know what the question was about leave one blessing, go to another blessing. It's probably about, it's probably about that job. Oh. Ricky said about, it's oh. probably about, a lot of times people say to me, God gave me this job, can I leave? Like, yeah, God can't give you nothing else? Yeah, we tell people all the time, you got to hear what God said and what God is saying. God may tell you to take a job and then he may tell you to go to another job. Do you just stay at the old job because he said it first? You got to hear what God is, what God said and what he's saying. And our numbers should be high during the weekend. Do you know why? Because we are an elite force. That's right. We ain't average believers over average. here. We champions, Absolutely. right? So see y'all on Tuesday. So see y'all on Tuesday. <laughs> on, Fridays, on Friday. On Wednesday night. <laughs> With all the different stuff. <laughs> Show up. Whoever asked that question, can you just message one of us and we'll answer from you? We really are about to go. Thank y'all. Replay this message. This is a really, really good message. <laughs> yes, Nate. We see the YouTube coming. So YouTube. be careful what you put up there. <laughs> Please. Oh, no. It was about the job. Yes. Okay. When, don't get tired that God gave you a job like God don't have nothing else for you. People do the same thing with a house. God give you a house and you like, you can't never get another house. The Bible says we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. The Bible says that God wants to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And one of the ways that you know that it's time for you to leave a job is when the job you have don't pay enough to pay your bills. Amen now. Well, amen. Praise God for that. Say goodbye. We about to leave. All right. Love y'all. Have a good week. Bye-bye. <laughs>